Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It starts with D and ends with T. That's Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle, 2,000 years newer than soap. Dreft brings you The Life of Riley. Dreft, D-R-E-F-T, Dreft, America's largest selling brand for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It takes very little to make Chester A. Riley happy. Right now, for instance, there's a blissful look on Riley's face as he toys with a few scraps of paper, green paper, and Abraham Lincoln's picture is printed on each one. 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, and one more is 40. Yes, sir, Junior, there's $40 here. Sure is a lot of money, isn't it, Pop? Well, it's not so much for a man like me to have, but seeing it's your dough, it's a bundle. Uh, Junior, how's about lending me five dollars, huh? Well, gee, I'd like to, Pop, but, well, honest, I need every cent, you Junior, see... Junior, I... I'm hurt. I never thought you'd turn out to be an ungrate. When you ask me for money, don't I always give it to you? No. No. <laughs> How can you say that? Did you ever ask me for dough and go away empty-handed? Not exactly. I've got a drawer full of your IOUs. <laughs> well, that's better than money. Suppose the U.S. Treasury goes bankrupt. What good is your money but those IOUs? Remember, I'm behind them. <laughs> now, if you lend me $5 in U.S. money, I'll give you a $50 IOU. But I need this money for my vacation. $40 for a vacation? Where are you going, around the world? I'm going to Pine Tree Lodge in Lake Arrowhead for two weeks. But $40, you, you, you should save that money so you'll have it when some emergency comes up in your life. Like uh, when I'm out of work. <laughs> oh, but I want to go. Marilyn Morris will be up there. Uh-huh, your little girlfriend. I knew there was a woman mixed up with this money someplace. Look, son, why pay for a vacation? Do what I did when I went to a summer resort. I got a job there. A job? Yeah. Well, gee, I never thought of that. Oh, it cost me very little for my vacation. I used my brain and got by on practically nothing. For instance, I once Riley, went to... Riley, the sink's blocked again. In, in a minute, Peg, I'm just... Pop says uh... I ought to work at Pine Tree Lodge instead of paying. Now, Riley... Well, I'm just giving him a little friendly tip about something that I'm an expert on. Believe me, it ain't every son who gets it straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Riley, will you please fix that sink? Okay, okay, I'm going. You think over what I said, Junior. Maybe I ought to get a job instead of paying. Pop says it worked okay with him. That's what he says. Junior, before you decide, maybe I better tell you the whole story. Well, what do you mean, Mom? Well, your father used to be a shipping clerk at Hawkinson's department store in Brooklyn. I was secretary to young Hugo Hawkinson, the owner's son. That was before your father and I knew each other. Well, I remember one morning he and his friend Danny Greenberg were polishing furniture in the show. <laughs> Uh, 
And then, Riley, this Hugo Hawkinson, who thinks he's a big shot, he has the nerve to say to me, Hey, Riley, are you listening? What are you staring at? Look, Danny, there she is. Who? Peggy Barker. Ain't she beautiful? Not bad. What a gorgeous figure. I've seen better. Uh, what do you know? She's got a beautiful figure. I wish I had a figure like that. <laughs> okay, okay, so she's gorgeous. But you'd better forget it. After all, she's secretary to the great Hugo Hawkinson, our boss's son. You ain't in her leg, pal. Is that so? Well, for your information, I'm going to marry that girl. She won't be working for Hawkinson forever. Someday she'll be working for me. Stop kidding yourself, Riley. You're too scared to even ask her for a date. Uh, don't worry. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. Hey, watch it, Riley. Huh? Here comes that you dog. Hey, any of you geniuses know how to fix a fan? There's a fan... Just a minute, Mr. Hawkinson. In the first place, I resent being called a genius. In the second place, I'm a shipping clerk, not a mechanic. I ain't supposed okay, to go out Okay, okay. Danny, maybe you can fix it. The fan's in Miss Barker's office. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm a mechanic. <laughs> Okay, then get going. And make it snap. Yes, sir. Boy, now's my chance, Danny. Now I can ask her. Now I can ask her. How do I look, Danny? Is the crease in my overalls hanging straight? How does he... How does he look, he says. Riley, remember that Penty Dame is a frail girl. So walk into her office backwards and break your face to her slowly. Uh, you're just jealous. Well, here I go to fix that fan, and I'll bet I make her fall for me. Hand me that hammer. You're Chester, aren't you? Hi. Boo. You're here to fix the fan, aren't you? Boo. It, it's right over there on the desk. Boo. Well, what's the matter, Chester? Is something wrong? Why are you moving your lips like that? Oh, actually, excuse me. I thought I was talking. Is, is there something you're trying to say, Chester? Well... Well, well, you see, Miss Barker... Oh, don't be so formal. Call me Peggy. Oh, thank you, Peggy. You see, Miss Barker, I was thinking that... <laughs> if you won't think I'm too fresh... Uh, of course, we've never been introduced formal, but I, I thought if you weren't too... What I mean is... In other words, I, I was wondering, uh, seeing as how I... You... We... Well, to come right out with it, I, I sort of hoped... That is, if you, if you could. <laughs> but if you can't, well, better luck next time. <laughs> Chester, are you trying to ask me for a date? Oh, gee, you read my mind. You must be psychopathic. <laughs> oh, I'll bet you say that to every girl. Oh, no, you're the only one. Well, what do you think, Barker? I mean, Miss Peggy. Is it okay for tomorrow night, Saturday? Oh, I'm sorry, Chester. Uh, Sunday? Well, no, I can't. Monday, because... yes? No, you see... Tuesday? I... Wednesday? Thursday? Friday? Saturday? Well, I, I can't. Well, then I... any other day in the week? Well... No, you see, I... Oh, you don't have to explain. I can take a hint. You don't want to go out with me because I'm just a shipping clerk. Oh, no, I... I ain't good enough for you. Well, if that's going to be your attitude, here's the hammer. Fix your own fan. 
Chester, wait! Let me explain. I'd love to go out with you, but I'm getting a week's vacation starting tomorrow. Oh, I see. Well, well say, my week's vacation starts tomorrow, too. We could spend it together. I, I show you the town. Oh, boy, we'd have fun. Sunday, Coney Island. Monday, Ebbets Field. Tuesday, we could go out of town to Manhattan. <laughs> and then... Oh, but I'm going to the country for my vacation. Oh. Where are you going? Camp Kilcare in the Catskills. Oh, I guess that's pretty expensive. Oh, it's terribly expensive. Fourteen fifty a week. Fourteen fifty. Of course, I'm getting the deluxe accommodations. Only four girls in the room. Oh. Well, I hope you have a good time. Thank you, Chester. And when I get back, I wow, hope you... Peggy, look what little Hugo got for you. I picked up your railroad ticket. Hey, yeah. Oh, thank you, Hugo. I. Why, there's two tickets here. Yes, sir. One for you and one for your handsome boss. Ha-ha! 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 Hugo, I, I didn't know you were going to Camp Kilcare, too. I didn't either till I found out you were going. I'll show you a great time. Lots of moonlight there, you know. A moon, a light, and a Peggy! Hugo, you're awful fresh. <laughs> There's your hammer, Hawkinson. Fix your own fan. Attention, campers. Attention, campers. The Camp Kilcare dining room is now open for lunch. Guests are not permitted in the dining room in their bathing suits. So before sitting down at your table, please take them off. <laughs> I thank you. Hello? Oh, it's you, Bernice. Did our New York office send up any waiters? No. What am I going to do? I got a dining room full of guests and only three waiters. I'll take anybody. Oh, okay. Call me later. Come in. Uh, pardon me, sir. They said I'd find the manager in the kitchen here. You found him. What do you want? Well, I, I hitchhiked up here from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm looking for a job. Oh, well, we've got plenty of fine jobs open here. Well, I don't want just any kind, but I'm willing to be athletic director. Athletic director? Yeah. I hear that girls like athletic directors. And there's a certain you, girl... You uh, want to be an athletic director? Mm-hmm. Well, let me look at you. Take your coat off. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, turn around. Eh? Hmm. I'm, I'm very athletic. I'm sure I'm right for the job. You look strong. Oh, I am. I can lift almost anything. You can? Yeah. Let's see you lift that tray there. Oh, that's a cinch. <laughs> Hardly weighs anything. Well, let's make it heavier. Uh, put those six plates of soup on it. Okay. Now, uh, put that plate of bread on it. Sure. Now, that pitcher of water. Yeah. Heavy? Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, try carrying the tray with one hand. Like this? Yes. Now I'll hang this napkin over your other arm. Yeah? Now what do I do? See if you can carry that soup to table six in the dining room. Ah, oh, that's a cinch. <laughs> you won't be sorry you picked me for this job. You couldn't find a better athletic... Der, 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 der. Hey, wait a minute. You want me to be a waiter? You're a regular fox. <laughs> But, but my girl, she, she's stopping here. She'll see me. 
Nothing doing. You ain't making no waiter out of me. It's either athletic director or nothing. Nothing. What table do I wait on? <laughs> now, Riley, I'm starting you off easy. Those 12 tables are your station. These 12? Uh-huh. As soon as your guests come in, start serving soup. Meantime, put the tray down on this little stand here. Over here? Oh. Now, what do I do? Now, you just stand here and... Oh, I got to get you a white jacket. I'll be right back. <laughs> Some vacation. I should have stayed... <laughs> oh, Hugo, you're a scream. Say, did you hear the one about the... Hugo, look. Look who's here. It's Chester. Oh, Chester, I'm so glad to see you. Hello, Miss Barker. Hiya, Mr. Hawkinson. So, you followed me up here, huh, Riley? Couldn't keep away from your dear boss. <laughs> well, when did you check in, Chester? Oh, just a little while ago, but I... What table I, are you sitting at? Oh, I ain't sitting anywhere. I'm well, the... Why don't you sit at our table, number six? Oh, the manager won't like it. You're a paying guest, aren't you? Make him like it. Oh, but I... Come on, Chester, don't be stubborn. If you don't sit with us, I'll be very angry. Oh, no, no, don't be angry. I'll sit. Boy, I'm starved. Oh, I wonder who our waiter is. Well, I've been coming here for years, and there's one thing I noticed. They got a very low-class type of waiter here. <laughs> you know, my roommate, Minnie, she says the waiters are terribly fresh. If I were the manager, I'd soon put a stop to that. I wouldn't let them talk to the guests. Well, Chester, say something. Uh, well, if a fella can be a waiter and, and be a nice guy, too, I mean... Well, well, suppose I wanted to work here and they made me a waiter. Oh, you could do better than that. They'd probably make you athletic director. <laughs> yeah, athletic director. On the salaries they pay waiters here, only a moron would apply for the job. Well, I understand they changed the policy today. <laughs> They're hiring a very intelligent type of waiter, and handsome, too. Hey, here comes the manager. Uh, I'll find out what happened to our waiter. Riley, what are you doing sitting at that table? Get up! Just a minute, Mr. Johnson. You can't talk to Mr. Riley that way. Yes, he can, Peggy. He has a perfect right to sit here if he wants to. Peggy, stop! You can't yell at him like that. Who do you think you're talking to, one of your waiters? Well, Chester, don't stand there like that. Speak up. What'll you have, pea soup or vegetable? <laughs> You're the waiter. You're a regular fox. <laughs> you mean Riley is the waiter? <laughs> well, don't stand there like a dope waiter. Bring us some food. Come on, snap into it, Riley. Serve the soup. Uh, yes, sir. I got it right here. Careful with that tray. Hold it higher. Yes, sir. Higher. Yes, sir. Hold the tray in one hand. Oh, yeah, one hand. The left hand. The, the left hand. Wait, put this white jacket on. Yes, sir. Right away. Peggy, will you hold this tray a minute? What? Look out! The dog! Oh. You clumsy oaf! Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean you to... You ruined my dress. Just look what you did. You spilled soup all over it. Oh, don't cry, Peggy. I'll get you another portion. <laughs> we'll have the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Meantime, this is Ken Carpenter with a suggestion. Now that June's busting out all over, nobody wants to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So, listen. Drift. Drift. 
Raft your dishes and oh how they shine, shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright. Right. So don't you get left, get draft. That's right, draft gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Glasses sparkle, polished or not. Yes, draft's a wonderful time and work saver. Where soap wash dishes dry with a cloudy film unless you polish them, draft works differently. Draft suds rinse clear, leave dishes sparkling clean. And draft really works fast on pots and pans. Grease seems to disappear like magic, leaving no greasy film on your hands or the dishpan. Draft's easy on hands, too. It contains no alkali that can make hands red and rough. So, Monday morning, get draft. It's back for the Procter & Gamble name on every package. Remember, don't get left, get draft. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Gosh, Mom, I bet you were sore when Pop spilled soup all over you. Oh, I was furious. I wouldn't speak to him. What'd Pop do? <laughs> well, he was miserable. Then a couple of days later, the poor thing was telling his troubles to Joe, the dishwasher, in the hotel kitchen. I don't know what to do, Joe. She won't even talk to me. I'd do anything to get her to be friends again. Anything. I'm desperate. Well, I don't know, kid. Uh, maybe you should ask Gitchy Gumi for help. Gitchy Gumi? Yeah. Who's he? Uh, he's an Indian fella. He helps lots of young people who are in love. He does, huh? Yeah. Well, where can I find this Indian? Where's his office? Uh, well, you know that big rock looking over the lake? You mean what they call lover's leap? Yeah. Gitchy Gumi's spirit's been hanging around that spot for more than 300 years. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Didn't you read the legend on the bulletin board over in the social hall? Oh, no, no, I never been in there. The help ain't allowed to mingle. Well, I got in there once, ten years ago. One night I got very drunk, so they thought I was a guest. <laughs> well, according to this legend, this guy, Gitchy Gumi, was nuts about a little Indian dame, Nokomis. Just like my case. Yeah, and she was nuts about him. But there was another Indian who was also making a play for the girl. A very nasty character. Just like my case. Only I don't think Hugo Hawkinson is an Indian. Well, anyway, when it began to look like the girl was falling for Gitchy Gumi, this other guy got sore, see? Huh? And he tied a rock around Gitchy Gumi's neck, and he threw him off Lover's Leap into the lake. Did he drown? Well, I don't want to give a hasty opinion, but that was 300 years ago, and he still ain't come up. <laughs> And ever since then, any lover asks for help, Gitchy Gumi helps him. You mean you can talk to this ghost? Uh -huh. Ah, go on. Only a dope would believe that. Okay, don't believe it. But, but, but just for the sake of argument, let's say I'm a dope. I can... <laughs> I can go along with that. And say I believe that legend. H how would I talk to Gitchy Gumi? Well, you call him. You kind of start off with that Indian love call. Ah, uh, that's a lot of hooey. Well... I once asked this Gitchy Gumi for help. I was nuts about this girl, Michael, see? Yeah. But she wouldn't give oh, me... Oh, guy, it'd have to be a sap to fall for that bunk. I'm going for a walk. Okay, so we don't believe it. But I'm positive if it wasn't for Gitchy Gumi, I wouldn't be married to Michael today. Ah, uh, Gitchy Gumi. You should only drop dead. <laughs>
Oh, gee, it's dark on this road. I can hardly see my hand in front of my face. Nothing could be darker than this. Would you care to bet? <laughs> Who's that? Don't be frightened. It's only I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Digger, what are you doing up here? You're the last person on earth I expected to meet. I'm the last person most people expect to meet. <laughs> are you on a vacation here? Oh, no. Every summer I close up my business establishment and work here as a gardener. I'm very handy with a spade. That's good exercise. Yes, it's fun to plant things and then watch them come up. It's a nice change. <laughs> but tell me, friend, whither art thou bound at this unseemly hour? Oh, just walking to forget my troubles, Digger. You see, I'm in love with a certain girl, but she don't care for me. Ah, the pangs of unrequited love. Honest, Digger, I don't care whether I live or die. Please, I'm on a vacation. <laughs> Remember, Riley, the course of true love ne'er runs smooth. I, too, was once infatuated with a beautiful little French girl. But, alas, she objected to the nature of my profession. Well, what happened? I called it off. I sent her a little poem which said, I say goodbye with a tear and a sigh. For love in my heart is still lurking. But my dear mademoiselle, you can't have Odell, lest you worship the ground that I work in. <laughs> but I can't give this girl up. I'd do anything to get her to like me. I'm so desperate I'm even thinking of going to Lover's Leap and talking to Gitchy Gumi. He's an Indian that died about 300 years ago. 300? Oh. And you're going to talk to him? This I've got to see. Well, he, he doesn't really talk. He's a spirit. Oh, now I remember about this legend. Why not try it? Go to Gitchy Gumi. <laughs> Tell him your problem. Sure, why not? What have I got to lose? I'll go, Digger. I'll go to Lover's Leap right away. Good. Uh, by the way, if this 300-year-old Indian should actually appear, give him my card. <laughs> I like his spirit. Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Oh, gee, Minnie, isn't it beautiful up here on Lover's Leap? Poisonally, I could live without it. Oh, look at all the stars in the sky. Some stars. They got much better ones in the Flatbush Planetarium. Minnie, are you having a good time at camp? I should say not. In the circular, it says, boys at Kilcare are a dime a dozen. Personally, I haven't had two cents worth. But, Minnie, the last three nights in a row you had dates. Some dates. Musicians. <laughs> are you having a good time, Peggy? No, not very. Well, why not? That Hugo Hawkinson is spending money on you like a drunken tailor. I know And there's that Riley, the waiter He's crazy about I you I don't care to discuss Mr. Riley Well, my goodness Don't get into such a huffamobile What did I say? I just said that Say, what's that? There's something climbing up the hill You think maybe it's a wildcat? I should worry as long as it's not a musician <laughs> Look, Peggy It's that Riley fella Shh 
Don't make any noise. He can't see us. What's he doing? He's getting on his knees. And now he's looking over the edge of the rock. Hey, what's he up to? Shh. He's saying something. Kitchy Kumi. Kitchy Kumi. Oh, Kitchy. <laughs> I am calling you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I am calling you. A wolf? No. It's the legend. It... Shh. Oh, Kitchy Gumi, help me. I love a girl, but she don't love me. I spilled soap on her. Her name is Peggy. She's the most wonderful girl in the world. Please bring us together. You hear me, Kitchy Gumi? <laughs> I am calling you! <laughs> Listen, Minnie, would you mind very much if... Ah, uh, don't worry, I'm going. Have a good time, Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, Gitchy Gumi, please help me. Chester? Yes, Gitchy Gumi, I'm listening. <laughs> Chester, it's me. Peg, Peg, it's you. Oh, Gitchy Gumi, thanks. Thanks for bringing... Oh, it wasn't Gitchy. You were here all the time. You heard what I said. Yes. Oh, you must think I'm an awful fool. I think you're awful sweet. You do? Honest? Mm-hmm. Sit <laughs> down, Chester, beside me. Here? Closer. Here? <laughs> Much closer. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'll show you. Here. Oh. Oh, you kissed me. Now you'll have to marry me. Graf <laughs> will bring back the Rileys in a moment. Come summer, everybody blossoms out in nice washables. And to help keep your washable silks, rayons, and woolens looking their loveliest... Dreftum. Dreft is America's largest selling brand for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes. And no wonder when you draft your pretty blouses and slips, colors stay fresh and bright longer than with any soap you ever used. And your nice new wool sports sweaters, Dreft will wash them softer and fluffier than even expensive soap flakes. Nylons, too, deserve Dreft care. Dreft keeps them sheer looking as new, as color true as with water alone. So start now to enjoy this brighter, fresher, safer cleaning for your nice washables. Sure, don't get left, get draft. Well, that's the story, Junior. Peg, I got the sink all fixed. So that's how you and Pop got together. He was a waiter at Camp Killcare. Wait a minute, Peg. <laughs> yes, and later we were married and lived happily ever after. We only had one fight. When you were born. Now, wait, Peg, you must About just... what, Mom? Well, your father wanted to name you Gitchy Goomy. <laughs> oh, Peg, you shouldn't have told him. Welcome, 
Campbell, makers of Draft, the sensing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, invites to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix's Riley. William Bendix can currently be seen in the Paramount picture, Calcutta. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kosloff. The script was written by Reuben Ship, Alan Lipscott, and Jack Brecker. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any previous suds in history, use draft. Don't get left, get draft. Say, what puts stars in his eyes? The sheen in her hair. And why is the sheen in her hair? Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new Emerald Clear Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell reveals a radiant, shining beauty no soap or soap shampoo can match. Yes, Prell leaves hair radiantly soft and smooth, radiantly glamorous. So easy to manage, too. And amazing Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, a fact proved by a group of doctors. Even stubborn dandruff was controlled by two Prell shampoos a week. And say, the whole family cheers for that handy Prell tube. Yes, there's no slip, no drip, no waste. And a little Prell makes a mountain of lather. P-R-E-L-L Prell shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is inside Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Prell shampoo Yes, try Prell! Listen again next week when Draft, the sizing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, brings you the life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.